Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. We are Vicky B and Sammy Z, two cousins creating a space for women to laugh, grow, and stumble through their 20s. This community is all about embracing your inner weirdo while manifesting that boss-ass babe you know you are. Grab a drink and get ready for lots of laughs, honest chats, and authentic advice every Thursday. Like, subscribe, and leave a review. And don't forget, to follow us on Instagram at Stumbling Along. And here's this week's episode of Stumbling Along with Vicky B and Sammy Z. Stumblers, welcome back. How are you? How are you feeling? Are you on a walk right now? Are you sitting on the couch? Well, wherever you are, Vicky B and I are here and we just want to say hi. Hello. <laughs> I think that was my favorite intro. <laughs> me too i never know what i'm gonna say until i'm like staring at myself um as we do it <laughs> i like it everybody. it's improv improv baby well this week stumblers um we got a great reaction from all of you about the intuitive eating episode the one with danica and we are all on that new health and fitness journey um our individual's journeys with this being the beginning of the new year um, so Vicky B and I have a very special um, episode where we have found someone who really talks about her personal journey with health and fitness um, and kind of the whole lifestyle around it. Yeah, she gets really vulnerable with us and sharing all the struggles she went through through her journey and just a lot of girl power in this episode to motivate you and inspire you and kind of honestly I felt better after getting hyped up by Sam Wallace. So, without further ado, roll the tape! Welcome to the podcast, Sam. Hi, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to chat with you ladies and have some girl time. Yeah, exactly. Especially because it's like Valentine's Day right now when we're recording it. So it's nice to have a little girl chat. It is Valentine's Day. I, you know, I can't even believe we're already in February in 2021. I feel like this year has just been an extension of 2020, like day 475 of 2020. Honestly, I, I hope it goes by fast. Me too. <laughs> It's um, been one continuous day. I also find it really weird that you're also a Sam. Whenever there's another person with my, the same name, I always find it really strange to, like, say your name. <laughs> I feel the same way. It's funny because I don't respond to Samantha. So when people call me Samantha, it's just in one ear, out the other. And I don't even like saying it. It's just kind of cringe. I don't know. It's so proper. I hate it, too. I prefer Sam as, like, my, my go-to on the podcast, Sammy Z Works. But kind of day-to-day -day life, I also go by Sam. We can't wait to hear about your story. So before we get into it, can you tell us like what you do and how you got into fitness? Yeah, I'll try to cliff note as best I can because it's a pretty long story. But um, so I am an online personal trainer, uh, nutrition coach. I specialize in helping women with body recomposition and weight loss. Um, I'm all remote based, which is incredible, especially given this last year, but moving my business fully online has really created the opportunity to help others on a greater level, um, and a greater scale. 
So I'm super blessed. I love what I do. It's amazing. Uh, what kind of landed me into the health and fitness industry was when I was a teenager, I struggled pretty bad coming from a, I came from a pretty chaotic home and my parents went through a brutal divorce and there was a lot of stress that was put onto my brother and I through that experience. And when I was in high school, I was in competitive dance. I've been in competitive dance since I was three years old. Uh, so when you're in that world, your body is, your body image is everything. You're always in, you know, small costumes. You are always on stage being presented to an audience. And then you get into ballet and you're always in leotards. It's just a very body image based activity or hobby, sport, arts. Uh, so I was dealing with all of this stress at home and the only thing that I felt I could control in my life was my body. And I'm five foot and a hundred pounds. So for me being next to all of these tall women and dance, I never had the self-confidence that I was beautiful. I was always very little and muscular and I had these really big muscular legs and it was just, for me, I was never confident with myself. It was my biggest insecurity. So my goal was always to just be real thin. I just wanted to be skinny. That's all I cared about. I didn't care how I got there. So I ended up developing a pretty severe eating disorder and I would do hours and hours of cardio. I would starve myself for days on end just, just because I had this image that I wanted to be thin. So then as I progressed through high school, I started hanging out with the wrong crowds. And really it was just to escape my home life so that I could take my mind off of everything and stay busy, right? So I started drinking a lot more and partying and dabbling in different things. And I ultimately decided one day that this isn't gonna be my life anymore. And when I graduated high school and wasn't dancing, I became so paralyzed in the thought of what am I going to do to keep myself thin. So I ended up falling into the gym and I would walk around aimlessly and, you know, kind of just watch what others were doing because there wasn't YouTube, there wasn't Instagram really at this time. These platforms were just getting started, but you couldn't get on Instagram and just follow your favorite influencer and do one of their workouts. So one of my girlfriends had... Uh, gotten into the NPC, which is a league for bodybuilding. And she goes, Sam, you've got to check this out. You would be amazing at it. And when I pictured bodybuilding, I thought of these big jacked women and men. And that's all I envisioned. I didn't know about the bikini division. And so I told her, you know, this really isn't something that's for me. I don't, I don't think it's something I'm going to be interested in. And she goes, no, you have to go watch the bikini division it is right up your alley. It's the fitness model look. It's thin. It's lean. It's sexy. And so I went to a show and I absolutely fell in love. And I remember sitting there going, okay, this is a balance of dance, but also the physique that I want to achieve and I want to obtain. So I ended up meeting my first coach at the gym, surprisingly, that I was training at. 
he was getting ready to branch off and start his own personal independent training company. And he goes, Sam, you should really come in for a few sessions. Let's talk about getting you into a show. You have the figure for it. You would do great. And in my head, I have no idea what any of this entails. I don't even know how to do a dumbbell curl, let alone a <laughs> squat. And I took a chance and the rest was history. I started training for my first show. I started overcoming my eating disorder. And I remember having to learn how to eat food when you're in the bodybuilding world, you're eating six, seven times a day because you have to manipulate your body. You have to get it into such prime conditioning for stage that it's just a high elite level of athleticism that really takes you on such an intimate journey. Not many will experience unless you go through a show prep. So I overcame my eating disorder through that experience and learned how to enjoy food and how to educate myself on how it helped my body for those times and ended up falling in love with the process, falling in love with training. I went on to compete in several shows over the course of four to five years. I obtained two overall titles and six first place finishes and went on to national shows to compete for a pro card and did not do so well there. But Overall, the experience of bodybuilding truly landed me to where I'm at now in my career with fitness. Uh, during that interim, right around my 21st birthday, so I was already two years into competing at this time, I ended up having an emergency appendectomy surgery and a full uh, reconstruction of my reproductive organs. And so I went through... Mm -hmm a really depressive time and was very codependent on the people around me just for help post-surgery. And I remember thinking to myself, if I am struggling this bad, then there are so many other people out there that are going through much worse or something similar. And all I want to do is help. During that time, I was going to school, uh, pursuing a degree to be become a doctor. I wanted to go to medical school. Oh, no way. Yeah. So I knew that I always knew that my calling was helping other people, but school was never my niche. It was never something that interested me. I was just going because that's what you do. You graduate high school, you go to college, you get a nine to five, you start a family. That's how I was raised. And it just never did it for me. I, I just wasn't happy. So I got certified in personal training, corrective rehabilitation, and nutrition. And I started taking online clients as just a fun little side hobby to get some experience under my belt. And from there, uh, everything was through PDF files and emails. It wasn't really efficient. And I didn't really know what it meant to coach a lifestyle transformation at that time. I only knew bodybuilding, so I only knew the extremes of fitness. So it was mostly just like friends and family that I was helping out. Uh, I was also bartending full time because I was going to school and making great money doing that. But I never imagined or even thought about moving into an online space. So I went and started uh, working for Orange Theory. I worked for them for a little bit. It was an awesome experience to learn about group training and having in-person connections. I trained for a couple commercial gyms realized there wasn't much money in it and the people that were there weren't really serious. They were just people that signed on for a membership and then got some free personal training sessions. So I felt like I was kind of spinning my wheels, which turned me off from coaching all around. And then moving into this 2019 into 2020, 
my family experienced three deaths in the span of five weeks heading into Christmas of 2019. I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, it's, it's life. It happens. But when grief does happen, it happen, it gets you thinking about what your purpose is in life. And are we really living to our fullest potential and giving back in the ways that we find value in and value, giving value to others? And my answer was no. I was working a nine to five Monday through Friday. I was also bartending. I was working two jobs, working 80 hours a week. And I was driving to work every morning, just crying because I was so miserable and so upset that Mm -hmm. that was my, what my life had come to. So fast forward, we get through the holidays, February rolls around and I'm just so stuck in trying to decide on what I want to do. I know that I want to work for myself. I know I want to start a business and I eventually ended up leaving my nine to five. It was like, I'm going to, yeah, I was get it girl. (laughs) I left my nine to five and I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to bartend, make my money. I'm going to do this for about six months while I'm building my business. And then once my business is able to replace my income with bartending, I'll go into coaching full time. Yeah. Well, about three weeks later, the pandemic came and our entire industry was shattered. So my six month goal really turned into a 72 hour (laughs) project and I just hit the ground running and never looked back. And here I am almost a year later running my own business and just truly in one of the most gratifying careers I could have, I I would have never imagined myself being here. And really just goes to show that if you are resilient and you choose to find opportunity and adversity, you are capable of anything you put your mind to. Mm -hmm. So it's been such a wild ride, but I'm super excited to have found my calling and found my purpose and something that I get to wake up absolutely passionate about helping other people every single day. And there's just no greater feeling than being able to give back in the smallest of ways. We love to hear it. And that's what we want for ourselves and for our listeners. And, and then also kind of hearing your story, um, I was really kind of captivated by, you went through so many different like extremes of fitness, um, both um, physically and mentally. How did you go from the whole concept of like really being very obsessed with thinness to extreme um, like muscle and then to switch all of that post-surgery and then go into kind of this like lifestyle, this like more of a wellness approach? Like how was that for you? Because this just seems like a lot of extremes. It was extremes and at the base of it, what had happened was, is I was struggling with this eating disorder. I'm struggling with body dysmorphia on such an extreme level in my adolescence that falling into fitness in a way, it did help me overcome a lot of that with structure and learning and educating myself about food. But I didn't realize until later on that I had masked the underlying issues with another extreme. So I basically put a bandaid on the problem. And in my head, you know, putting on muscle and going through bodybuilding, I was like, oh, I'm healed. I'm healthy. I'm muscular. I'm thin. I'm lean. I have the body I've always wanted, but that wasn't the case at all. I didn't understand what I was truly doing to my body internally that just because somebody has a fit exterior doesn't mean that internally they are healthy. It's actually a very unhealthy sport if it's done in the wrong way or it's done in an extreme 
way. And I unfortunately and fortunately was one of those people that experienced probably everything that bodybuilding has to offer in that sense. So to what really kickstarted that, it wasn't the surgery that I had that ultimately caused that shift. A few years later, I did a national show in Chicago. And when I came out of that show, I ended up having like serious health problems. And I went through thousands of dollars of medical testing. I was sleeping for up to 16 hours a day and still waking up feeling like I was hit by a bus. I was drinking two gallons of water and couldn't quench my thirst. So they thought I was, they actually thought I was a type one diabetic. And Mm -hmm. so I was terrified and I'm like, oh my God, I'm 23 years old and I have diabetes. What is, what? This can't be my life. And it, it turns out that the extremes of being in a caloric deficit and, you know, for such prolonged periods of time and getting down to such low body fat percentages and then the supplements and the things that you have to do in that industry, I destroyed my hormones. I destroyed my metabolism. I'm lucky that my thyroid ended up being okay, but it, it was very extreme. And in that, that timeframe, I had to relearn what it meant to take care of my body and what it meant to heal my body. And a part of me really struggled with this for about a year and a half, two years that I didn't have any purpose without the stage and that my whole life with fitness revolved around competing. So what did fitness look like for me without that? And I had to work on falling in love with fitness for myself and my day-to-day life. And so to break that cycle that I was experiencing with bodybuilding, I was like, okay, we just have to go to the gym, Sam. You just have to go get a workout in. Even if it's 20 minutes, even if it's just walking on the treadmill, go in there and just get moving and try to detach the mindset from competing to doing this for yourself because it makes you feel your best. And it didn't feel that way the first six months. It was miserable and I was trying really hard to break that cycle But eventually I started seeing changes and I started feeling better and I started acknowledging the benefits it was having, not only on my physical health, but on my mental health. And when I was able to connect that emotional attachment to just showing up because it made me feel good, that's when my perspective and everything changed because I viewed fitness as a chore for so long. It was something that I had to do. I had to wake up for fasted cardio. I had to hit my two hour workout with weight training in the afternoon because that's what was going to give me the appearance that I needed to win. And changing that mindset to go in and say, I don't have to follow a set plan. I don't have to follow any structure. If I want to do this exercise today, I can do that. If I want to go do yoga tomorrow, I can go do yoga tomorrow. And that freeing feeling just felt good. So that's ultimately what the initial shift was, but it did take me about two years to get there. And so I started really thinking back to everything I went through. And I said, this is the commonality that all women struggle with is finding that balance. So how can I take my experiences from my own struggles on an extreme level from each of them and then meet it somewhere in the middle so that normal people can find the lifestyle transformation that they're looking for and 
eliminate the fad diets, give them whole real foods, heal them the way that I healed myself and give them the balance to integrate this into their life. Because I lived so many years with my bodybuilding, bodybuilding being my life and my life on the side. And that's not how fitness should be. It should be your life with fitness integrated into it in a way that sustainably matches your lifestyle. And if it doesn't complement that, then it's probably not going to be sustainable long-term. You're going to end up resenting it. You're not going to enjoy it. And that's how we get stuck on this hamster wheel cycle of never finding longevity in our goals. Mm -hmm. How are you now? Do you find that you get ever get stuck in that mindset again? And like, how would, do you pull yourself back from it to get to that point where you're just like, I'm doing this for me and not because of the standards of what a woman should look like or what like competing for this figure? You just answered that exact question. And that's all, that's really all it is. And that's really all you can do is just self-love and being your biggest hype person because anybody can, you could tell me that, oh my gosh, I love your physique. I love your body. You're so perfect. You're so great. And superficial compliments are, are amazing. They do make us feel good in a short term, but what really, what really clicks for us is our character. And when somebody compliments us on our character and for me, I had to take that analogy of giving somebody a compliment on, hey, you are one of the nicest people I've ever met, right? I could say that to you. And you're gonna, that's gonna sit with you. You're gonna sit and, and think about that and be like, wow, I maybe like really am a good person. Like maybe I am doing something right because somebody recognized that. Where if I came up to you and I said, oh my gosh, I love your shirt. Your hair looks so pretty today. You're gonna be a little coy and be like, oh, oh thanks. And then it's out of your head in five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So the way that I approach self-love and building self-confidence is talking to myself the way that I would talk to other people. And I think that this is something that majority, the majority of women really do struggle with because our first instinct is to look in the mirror and destroy ourselves. And I don't know, I don't know where this starts. I don't know why we are so prone to that. I think, especially in this day and age, social media has really impacted us in such a negative way if we allow it to. So for me, when I get on social media, this, it all kind of ties together, but when I get on social media, I went through so many years where I was just nitpicking myself and comparing myself to every single person that I saw. Oh, her hair is beautiful or her life looks perfect or she has money because she drives a Mercedes or, you know, she has this beautiful physique. So I need to go to the gym and I need to work harder on this for myself. And it just became so toxic. So I started unfollowing all of the things that didn't inspire me and made me feel poor about myself and started following more artists. I started following recipes and, and knowledge base accounts because that was the stuff that made me feel good. And that was the stuff that inspired me to live my best life. So I don't, follow a lot of influencers because of that reason, because it's just so easy to fall into this trap of their life is perfect and mine's falling apart. Mm -hmm. So my advice to any woman who really is struggling with finding self-confidence and creating self-love 
I run a sticky note challenge with my, my girls. And what we do is for 14 days, we focus heavily on complimenting ourselves, not just our superficial appearance, but our internal workings. So the first day you write a 10 minute journal entry about how you view yourself, what your relationship is with you, just, it can be anything, but just a little diary log to start. Then you get a pad of sticky notes and you write one positive thing about yourself. The first day can be something as simple as I love my hair color. And then you put it on your bathroom mirror. So every day for 14 days, you write something new and positive about yourself or an affirmation and put it on your mirror first thing in the morning. And the reason why we put it on the bathroom mirror is because that's the first place we are when we wake up and the last place we are before we go to bed and when we're brushing our teeth. And when you're brushing your teeth, you are just kind of like looking around and just kind of dancing. So if you're Mm -hmm. surrounded by all of these positive things you say, you start to plant that subconscious seed that, hey, I, I am starting to feel a little bit better because I am resilient. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am a good friend. I am a hard worker. I am spiritual or whatever, the, whatever it looks like for you. Mm-hmm. So on day 14, you write your last sticky note and you take them all down and you take 10 minutes to really reflect on all of those compliments that you oh. gave yourself. And then from there, you write another 10 minute journal entry about how you're feeling now and how those impacted you. And then you compare your day one to your day 14 journal and you'll see the shift that happens and it's incredible I mean some women just spend those two weeks lightly doing it not taking it very seriously and then they do go to do that comparison and they carry it with them every day because they just fall in love with themselves and they build that trust they build that integrity and start to rely on themselves and believe in themselves that I am strong I am beautiful. I am capable of anything I put my mind to. And once you get to that place within yourself, you are unstoppable. And that's why I love collaborating with women. I love supporting strong women because without strong women, we would be a wreck. We would be, we would be a mess. And it's our responsibility and our job to uplift each other and keep each other going because we are emotional. We are so emotional, especially in our time of the month, right? <laughs> we're depressed. We feel so bad about ourselves. We binge eat. And we really need each other to lean on to keep us going in these times. Um, and another thing you said, Sam, was, and I feel like this is like a common theme through all of our um, lovely guests, is that everyone says, like, you need to go through your social media. You need to, like, go unfollow. through it and, un- and unfollow. And it's so funny because I find even with myself, like, it took me multiple times to hear another guest say that before I actually did it. Um, and it makes me wonder, like, why do we, like, give all this advice to everyone? But then to actually taking the advice is so much harder than I don't know, it needs to be like, why, why as women do we like hear it and say it, but it's really hard for us to actually act on it. I feel like it's hard because we don't think it's bothering us as much as we actually think. And I think when our first guest said to unfollow it, I'm like, mm, I don't need to. But now that I like think about it more and more when I'm scrolling, I, the little messages, like the little thoughts that come up in my head and like, oh, she's so pretty. And they're like, her hair looks like this, or she always does her makeup. And then from that, I feel like I need to do that every day in order to show up on social media 
and get likes or followers and stuff like that. And I think it is so subconscious that we don't even realize what's happening. Yeah. And I think that's such a wonderful point too, because it's not like we go into social media and initially when we start our accounts and we're like, oh, I'm going to get likes, but it does release dopamine and it gives us a high and social media addictions are just as present. And I mean, it's been proven that they're just as addicting as doing drugs, right? And this is this is important that most women need to, every woman needs to understand, even, even men too, is that our deepest insecurities get projected onto others. And then we look for answers in those comparisons, right? So if I feel that I don't have, if I feel that I'm not pretty and I see this image of somebody who's pretty, I'm instantly going to compare myself to it because I don't feel confident in that aspect of myself. And when you start working on these little teachings and you start working on building your own self-confidence and getting to a place where you really do feel 100% comfortable in your own skin, then you're able to switch the dynamic and the way that you approach those accounts or anybody in your life and say, yes, like she is beautiful and I am here hyping her. I am here supporting her because like she deserves to feel good. She deserves to look good. She is posting a picture in her bikini because she feels her best. And that's how we need to approach every woman. We should never approach women as competition, but rather a learning or a teaching moment of, I really admire this about her and that's what makes her uniquely herself. But I also carry these qualities that make me beautiful and unique in my own way too. And that's, it would be so boring if we were all the same. There would never be any attraction. We wouldn't have quality relationships. We wouldn't have great friendships. I like, it's kind of like how you said, how you just, you try your best to show up at the gym and go for a walk on the treadmill just to like, get some movement in and do it for yourself like it took a lot of work and I think it's the same for doing scrolling through social media and learning to empower women and um, lift each other up and support each other instead of like getting carried like buried in our jealousies and insecurities it does take the same amount of work it seems easy it seems like it should be easy but it's all like a mental a mental game really so it's just as hard if not and it's Not, exhausting. It's exhausting yeah. to feel like you're never good enough. Like you're never going to live up to these standards. And this is something that I still struggle with. It's it's not something that I'm perfect at, but it's something that I work on daily so that I can get better and get to a place that, hey, you know, I'm not jealous of you. I, I don't think I ever have jealousy towards people, but I do tend to kind of rip myself apart a little bit more and nitpick me and sometimes you just need to shut your social media off and just get away from it for a couple of weeks and have a detox come back and have a fresh start and then readdress from there but if you feel that you are getting stuck in that comparison mindset unfollow the things that don't make you feel good about yourself because there are going to be there are a billion people in this world and there are millions and millions of users on instagram so using your platform as a way to connect and a way to create and build your tribe, I think that that's the most positive and beneficial message you could you could bring in the best community that you could build because you're attracting people with the same mindset and on the same level. Mm-hmm. 
like they always do say surround yourself with people you want to be more like and it matters who you surround yourself because that's who that's who you're going to be more like exactly another question I want to ask you um how do we for me fitness I don't know it's it's not my priority like it it is, but it isn't, you know, you want, like, I want to have, like, I have an idea of the body I want, like, I want a strong body, but I find it hard to find the motivation to work out, especially when I'm going through a difficult time, whether it be for work or personal reasons, but I admire you because you've always found, you've always pushed yourself through that too, and you've always found yourself away and in, back into fitness as a self-care thing for you, but how do we do that? This is the conversation that I have with my clients often is that motivation is BS. And a lot of people don't like to hear that because we want to be inspired and we want to start things when we feel great, but motivation is never linear with our goals because it is so inconsistent. We have We wake up some mornings and we say, today is the day. Today's the day I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to go on that walk. I am going to wear, I'm going to get ready for work. I'm going to wear my outfit and I'm going to feel my best. And I'm actually going to make breakfast today and get up on the first alarm. And then you get up on the first alarm, you have breakfast, you go into work, you're feeling great. And then all of a sudden they order, your coworkers order lunch out, right? You're all wait, that sounds really good. Like I could do that. I'll have, yeah, yeah. Get me something. And then you order it and then you eat it and you feel remorse. And then you kind of start to beat yourself up and you're all, well, okay, I'll just start again tomorrow because I already messed up today. So it's, it's okay. Like I'm just going to go home and I'm going to have pasta for dinner and I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And I'll, oh, I'm tired. So I'm just going to skip my workout and I'll just try again tomorrow. And that cycle starts to repeat itself. And then we get frustrated and we start to lose trust. And then we start to get these thoughts of what's the point of even trying when I've tried this so many times before and it hasn't worked. I can't break the cycle. So one task that I like to help my clients with is starting small. It's baby steps. So prioritizing your day with a small, a medium, and a large task because our lives are chaotic. Life is always going to happen. It's something that is never going to stop. And having that as an excuse to not honor your body or honor your health is is something that's going to eventually come back and bite you one day. Mm -hmm. So I like to view fitness as my self-care during the week it's kind of like you doing a face mask or doing a hair mask and having a glass of wine. Like it's just something that makes you feel good. It's what you like to do. So I think exploring different options, like go try yoga, go try Pilates, go try weightlifting and see what your niche is, see what makes you feel good and what you enjoy to do. And it doesn't have to be every day. It can be a couple of times a week to start. And then eventually most people will fall in love with it and be like, oh my gosh, I want to go every day because I just feel so good. Um, and then as far as nutrition goes, I think making better choices is important. But if nutrition is something that you really do struggle with, then probably outsourcing a coach or somebody that can help guide you through that because there's so much misinformation on the internet. And I think we tend to start researching and looking up different diets or different recipes 
and trying to find our, our calories and what's going to work best for us. And then we end up crash dieting or right back in the same cycle because we don't lose the weight or we don't build the muscle that we want. So if this is something that you struggle with and have tried to break before and, and just can't get out of it, then I would definitely say reach out to somebody that can help you. And it's very vulnerable. It's scary wanting to reach out to a coach because we don't want to admit our own insecurities. We don't want to admit our struggles and our pain points, but that's literally our job. And that's why we're here is because we want to help break that cycle and educate people in the right way so that they can have success. So I would say start small, find what you love and try try different areas of fitness, but try to make at least 20 minutes of movement and mindfulness, a non-negotiable in your day, and then start from there. I love that. And honestly, I was thought you were going to say discipline. I thought you were going to be a little hard on us. And I'm just kind of relieved that you, that it's, it's attainable. Like that 20 minutes of mindfulness and 20 minutes of movement, everyone can do. Yeah. It's, it's not hard. You can sit on your phone for three hours scrolling social media. Right. And- you true you 20 minutes in your day everyone has 20 minutes in their day and I could go on for hours about the busyness of my life the busyness of my client's life and discipline is discipline comes with habit reformation and there's a lot of coaches out there that'll kind of negate what I'm saying but it's discipline is something that you have to create and for people starting a health and fitness journey they don't have that discipline And it's too easy to fall into the perfection mindset that I have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You have to be intuitive and you have to listen to your body and you have to listen to the things that makes it feel good, the way that you're responding. And then once you start to form that intimate connection with yourself, then we can start the baseline for building that discipline because then it's just getting into a routine and a habit and that discipline forms. Mm -hmm. Right. So working with a coach is, can be very helpful in that aspect because if you don't recognize where these reoccurring habits are stemming from, you can't formulate a solution and then apply action to it. And sometimes we need someone to say, hey, I know you're really overwhelmed. I know you're really stressed out with work. And I know that you missed your workouts. And I know that you didn't eat your food. We prepare for that. It would be ignorant of us to think that these days aren't going to happen and aren't going to come. But what specifically happened today or this week that caused this to happen? And then you start to slow down and you say, oh, okay, I got really busy on Sunday, so I didn't have time to meal prep. And that's really what it came down to is that I just, I wasn't prepared because I wasn't consciously thinking about it. So, okay. How are we going to prevent this from happening next week? Okay, I'm going to put in my schedule an hour on Sunday to meal prep, and then I'm going to have all my meals ready to go, and I won't run into this issue next week. So then on Sunday, you apply that action, and then it doesn't happen, and you learn from that, and then you move forward and you progress. And that's what fitness is, is progression. But when you are starting and you are a beginner, I would say definitely think about investing in somebody to help you with that. Because otherwise you're going to get frustrated and you're going to end up three years. It doesn't happen to everyone, but for most people, you do fall into that cycle and then you get three years down the road and then you're frustrated and you give up on it entirely. And that's just, it's just not how fitness should be. And it's not how it's meant to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think going off that, it's like, 
especially when it comes to like fitness journeys i feel like everyone through the media and kind of through just like growing up i feel like our age everyone always wants like that instant change no oh, one's really no. no one's willing to like realize that it's as mental um as as much of a mental site like a mental process as it is a physical process and it's like a long like lifely process i feel like everyone's just like i need this now <laughs> i want to lose 20 pounds i want to have a six pack i want to do it in 30 days <laughs> did you put on 30 pounds overnight no <laughs> you are not going to lose 30 pounds overnight you cannot negate you can't put a timeline on progress because we all respond differently. And it's, who are you to say that that's the timeline that you need that in? Right. Why, why are you putting a time limit on yourself? And why are you attaching yourself to that? I, if you've seen my Instagram, I've been in this industry for eight years. It took me eight years to build the physique that I have naturally and to get to where I'm at. And I didn't start out, like, I, I didn't come into this shredded and muscular and having an, an upper hand. It's hard work and it's discipline and it's consistency. And that's the problem is that people lack the consistency because they don't start to form the discipline to get them to that consistent level. And that's why you want to work with somebody when you first start so that you can overcome the habits that are right. keeping you stuck, create that reformation get into the discipline and then the consistency follows mm -hmm. it's right. more of a journey than we think like yeah i there's a lot of youtube videos that i've fallen for that are like get abs and this three minute ab workout it's video clickbait. it's clickbait <laughs> i i've fallen for it i know <laughs> i know so basically at the end of the day for all of us beginners who are looking to go on this journey it's as simple as a 20 minute movement of whatever you love and a 20 minute of mindfulness and you slowly build up from there at whatever speed is safe for you. For you, you have to yeah. go at your own pace because it is your life, your journey, your happiness, your success, not anybody else's and no one can discredit that from you. But if right. you start with 20 minutes a day, even two, even 10 minutes, five minutes, even if it's just writing a sticky note and putting it on your mirror, that is one step for it in the right direction and helping you get to that point. And if you really do struggle with this, you know, reach out, ask for help, slide into my DMs, girl, I got you. But, <laughs> but, but really it's, don't put a time limit on yourself and focus on the intuitive. If you struggle with right. the scale, throw it away, yeah. get it out. If you had your dream body and weighed 10 pounds more than you do right now, that number would be completely irrelevant. Focus on healing your body with foods that make you feel good. This, this is something that I, I feel like will help a lot of people when they do get into a binge cycle or they fall into the weekends after eating clean all week. It takes 3,500 calories to equate to one pound of body fat. So that's not going to happen from having pasta for dinner unless you're eating food in excess excessive amounts every right. single day. It's moderation. 80-20. 80% of your week comes from whole nutritious sources, foods without a label. So, you know, lean meats and veggies and fruits and whole foods where the other 20% of your nutrition for the week is of indulgence. And that's going out with your girlfriends, going out on a date night, maybe having a few pieces of chocolate a couple times a week it's okay it's yeah. not going to kill you <laughs> I love that and I love how it's just everything is about intention do you have any more questions Sammy? no I'm I feel inspired and I 
I, I hear everything you're saying and I really want to put it into action. But um, on top of thanking you for being on our episode, I think me and Vicky B would both love to ask you, where can our listeners find you if they do have any more questions? Absolutely. So you can follow me on Instagram at Sam Wallace Fit. If you come into my community, you are automatically family. You are going to get hyped up. You are going to see some raw, vulnerable, real Sam. And especially from my clients, because we're all human, we're all struggling. We're all going through this together. And it's our job to be honest about those experiences so I can better help you so that my clients can help you become your best self and know that, hey, I am not alone in this. We're all in this together and you are not alone. So if you come to my page, it's nothing but love and uplifting and support (laughs) and motivation and inspiration and tears. We go through all of it together, babe. Honestly, Uh, I already feel it right now. Like the hype you gave us through this episode, I needed it this morning when I was messaging Sammy Z being like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like, I'm just going to lay here. Girl, come on over. Come hang out. Slide into my DMs. I'm here. Um, Yeah. And then you can, if you are interested in coaching, I would love to ask people to send me a direct message on Instagram or the link is in my bio. You can go to samwallacefitness.com and apply for my 16-week bikini body a coaching program where we dive into all of this and helping you overcome it and become your best self in as little as 16 weeks. If you need help in nutrition or you need help in just training alone, I do offer other programs. Uh, so you can still feel free to fill out an application and schedule a free discovery call. And I'd be more than happy to get to know you and take the time to see what solutions we can form. Oh, fabulous. Well, thanks so much, Sam. We Thank love talking you. to you and thanks for hyping us up and our listeners. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was such a joy. Maybe we'll have to get some Instagram lives going together and help expand the expand the message of just supporting strong women and really embodying our true selves. We would love that. We would love that. Yeah. We'll have to make